Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 13. Level 2 characters, too. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Pretty exciting. You made it out of the terrible level 1s. The Reef Claws brought us the level up. And a nice meal. (laughs) Multi-faceted enemy. Yeah. The gift that keeps giving. Yeah. I won't complain. You guys did one thing right in the past three days. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) We are well on pace to hit level 20 by episode 260. Good. Hey, that's that's pretty on par. Not bad. (laughs) I was going to say. Isn't that on par with Karen? Well, Karen. Oh, no. Karen Crown ended a lot earlier. Nope. 257. Well, it ended, but they weren't level 20. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I was going to say, we've done everything right up to this point, but we still have to actually successfully cook the reef claws. Oh, how do you think we level up to three, baby? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be 10 episodes of cooking reef claws. Damn, those things are juiced. I took a cooking feat. Yeah? Did you? I wish. Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> took additional lure for that cooking lure? <laughs> There is a uh, there is a waffle maker item in the game, so like we could mm. have canon canonically have waffles. All right. There's so, also you can use the uh, frying pan as a weapon in Tui. Uh, it's a simple weapon. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to completely change my build to be <laughs> a fighting cook. <laughs> frying pan wielder. <laughs> Get that adamantine frying pan, baby. History, history rhymes. Yeah, history. <laughs> we're just going yeah. in one big circle, campaign to campaign. <laughs> well, but first, I can't use it for episodes and episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forget <laughs> you have it for a while. <laughs> it would only be right. So these reef claws, quite a delicacy. I'm wondering what everyone's favorite seafood is around the table. I think Ooh, reef claw boy. is probably. I mean, we saw it, right? It's got those big, nasty lobster claws and kind of a fish-like body. I think it's kind of like a mixture of lobster and, like, tuna. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's fattier. Yeah. I was picturing catfish meat in the claws, like a succulent <laughs> catfish. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hey. A little fishy for my blood. Oh. But, yeah, I, I tend to like the shellfish most of all. When it comes to seafood, I'm, I really like salmon, but I think king crabs got got my vote in terms of best seafood. Yeah, yeah. I've never had lobster. Yeah, you have. Oh, well, like I've only had the is the langus like langosada. What are they? You've spots? had lobster and lobster mac. But your mom doesn't do lobster. Yeah, she does. No, she does the. Languistinas or whatever? I don't that's know. What the sh- that's the name of the shrimps. I don't know that. Okay. Well, then that's I. So I have had lobster. That's a lie, I guess. Um, moving on from that. My favorite's crab. Yeah. As a whole, crab. Just any kind, either kind. I don't care. Crab and then followed very closely by like shrimp and scallops, I think. I think that's that's where I jump on board. I really like scallops. I think when they're done really well at like a nice restaurant, that is just such a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't go scallops all the time because like I no. feel like I feel like 
they're, they're, they're not, very rich. If they're not done perfect, you get that yes. scallop grit in them that's like, Bleh. They have to be cooked perfectly. Yeah. But when they do, oh boy, they hit. That's good times. Bacon wrapped or no? <laughs> no. No. If it's, I, if it's done well, it doesn't need bacon. Doesn't need the bacon I, wrap. I agree with Brooks. I think you can cover up some shittiness with some bacon. That's good philosophy. But they should come without it and be and stand alone um i know this isn't like a, a great answer either but like i just love a lot of sushi and it doesn't really matter what kind of fish you throw in there i, I just oh. enjoy it throw some eel in there throw some crab in there i don't give a shit sushi's fun yeah it's tasty it's refreshing light yeah yeah i'm gonna go against the grain here a little bit i really only like fish it doesn't matter too much what type of fish, the fresher, the better. So I enjoy, like, if I'm in like a coastal area, being able to eat the local fish there, I think that's really fun. I have a texture thing with other types of seafood, like the texture of shrimp, I really do not like. So a lot of those types of seafood, I am not a big fan because I, I can't get over the texture and they have too many legs. I don't like yeah, that either. That's, that's fair. You probably wouldn't like eating bugs either. Yeah, if it looks like a bug, still, it uh, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest hurdle to overcome with seafood is the aquatic bug <laughs> analogy. There, I'll let go of those things though, like you know, crab, scallops, shrimp, calamari. I love that stuff. I think the most interesting thing I, I ate was uh, conch, conch. Ooh, mm. I, yeah, oh, yeah, conch fritters were so good. When I was when we were uh, out in the Bahamas snorkeling a bit, we found a con, conch or conch. I'm going to call it conch. I don't know how to actually pronounce it, but in its shell, we pulled it out of the water, and uh, it took us a while to pry that thing out of its shell. I mean, it's just a glob of mussel, so it's yeah. like real hard it's, to get it's out in of there. <laughs> And every now and then I look over and I see the little eyes poking out uh, from like around like the inner circle of the shell. I felt real bad about uh, killing it. But when we did cut it open, like they bleed like purplish almost from my recollection. They're and, like, inky. They're oh. a little inky. Huh. And, like the meat is like, I forget if it was like a cross between like cauliflower and like chicken or something. Like that was the impression I got from it. But it was, it was interesting. Like raw conch. Hmm. We had it um, cooked. Not I didn't we didn't do fritters but we had a we had it yeah we just had it we just had it grilled it was yeah, yeah it was really yeah. nice it, it was it had like to me it had the texture it ha it was a little bit like a less chewy calamari texture though probably a little more chewy oh. when it's raw yeah. yeah yeah I was gonna say when it was it was grilled so it was like a little bit tender but I was like less chewy than calamari in that case and mm -hmm. it was pretty good that sounds awesome I'm just learning right yeah. now that that's something people eat. I've never heard of that before. It, it reminds awesome. me of Haley and I were watching Delicious in Dungeon, and they had the mm. most mm. Uh, they had the most interesting yeah. way to explain magic armor, like animated armor, and how they ended up eating it was that it's in that universe. The animated armor is like a colony of conch like creatures that yep. that live in the armor, and and all because they're. In, almost entirely muscle like all kind of hive mind to like make it move so you can if you like stab it at the joints and pry the pry the muscle off of the armor it goes limp whoa huh. and then they ate it because they eat everything in the dungeon <laughs> i got really concerned the other day when one of the titles had orc in it and i went 
hold on. Uh-oh. They can't they can't do that. <laughs> Good news, they didn't. <laughs> I think I think my my favorite seafood dish is swordfish. Oh, swordfish what? is so yeah. good. A, it's like a a I mean it was cooked like a steak and it's dense in terms of like like beef meat but light like salmon would be oh it was delicious that sounds really good i've never yeah that's really good yeah if you can get fresh swordfish definitely get that at a restaurant it's awesome but i do i really like shellfish as well i think and it also goes really well with uh with sushi sushi uh tempura Mm. Mm. Hmm. Can't get a little tempura on there. Almost anything's edible. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what you'll be cooking up. I don't know. Give me one of the claws. It's not for us to say. It's only for Brooks to or say. Or the legs. Yeah. I would eat the I legs guess, of this Were thing. there legs on them? The tail? I don't know. There was a big old claw, and I thought that looks like I think it was kind of like just the claws of a lobster and the body of a fish. Oh, um, yeah. The fish body part I was not into. Oh. I do. I like fish. Don't get me wrong. I like fish. But if I had to choose, I'd probably pick the lobstery. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I I ended up tossing all of those, uh, <laughs> all the claws and the tail. <laughs> I, yeah, it's. I, I got the image right here. It's kind of like an eely like fish that has like armor on the back and spines, and then they had it has two big lobster claws, but no legs to speak of. Because you wouldn't need legs yeah. if you had the fishtail. Yes. To get around. Interesting stuff. Well, I mean, it is time to cook. So I think we got to get back into it. This week's Hero Point is going to wit because I think they've had a string of pretty uh, shit luck recently. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, uh, I think you need it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. So this is from Cy, Cy J, J Hodgkins. Don't malort in your shorts. Give it another go. Here's a hero point for my favorite character. <laughs> Insert character name here. Wit. <laughs> That's a good one, friend. That is good. I love it. So when last we left our heroes, they after their punishment, they were gathered together the next morning in with a boat anchored in shallower waters to go provide a much needed meal by hunting for lobster along the nearby reef upon arrival they were relatively unsuccessful at finding any lobster for a little while and then were attacked by three female reef claws presumably protecting nearby young they dispatched of the creatures, but not without taking some pretty hefty damage and almost falling to the Reef Claw Venom. With those foes dealt with, they had nearly enough meat to fill all four of their buckets. Catching a couple more lobsters filled the fourth, and they made their way back to the ship. And I think we left with Harrigan tossing you guys a sack of loot as a reward for bringing back valuable reef claw meat, which uh, is far more of a delicacy than lobster. And uh, Harrigan kind of 
wordlessly smirks at the group of you, tossing you a a large pouch that jingles when it hits the deck. And you can go ahead and see what's inside. Ooh. Oh, useful things. So we got some gold pieces. Ten gold. Couple doubloons. Some potions. Elixir of Life Minor. Always good in a pinch. We're going to need those. And healer's tools. Yeah. Oh, a second pair of healer tools I think will be really handy. I, if, 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 I don't know how many other people are thinking about doing healing stuff, but I am very much into the healer game. And if no one else wants them, I would love those tools. I don't want them. I got soothe, and that's about it. I'm good with my lay on hands. All offense, no defense, baby. I'm not healing nothing this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep that. Every party needs their cannon. No, no sense in awesome. Wit having two, so. Yeah. I will take those. Yeah, it was a little on the nose that you themed your glass cannon entirely around glass. <laughs> Didn't really think of it that way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out. Am I able to use the Elixir Life Miners? Uh, I think you... There's one I can use and she, one I can't. She cannot, <laughs> from the from the written word underneath them, you can't, but from the tags, you can. So I'm going to say that you can. Uh, and I think this was actually addressed in the errata. Uh, it's just we have a rolled back version of Foundry right now. Uh, so I, I believe you can use these. Okay. There's some other potion of of it's healing oil life, of life that like doesn't work if it's like yeah the the opposite version definitely doesn't oh, work. Oh yeah, the, there's that the potion, potion of healing does yeah. not work because that has the like yeah. positive yeah. trait. But elixir is fair. Game. Elixirs are all chemical. But I okay then I thought I could have the healing potion because that does not have. I thought it was the other way around. It is not. Okay, can I can I make an make an alteration on my sheet from OG? <laughs> From when you got yourself a potion of healing. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I, I got them <laughs> mixed up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, potion of healing has the positive trait on it, I believe. I don't know because they changed the words. And so right, I think right, it right. says something. With, uh, it had vitality and I didn't. Is that that's, positive? Yeah, that's positive in, in the remaster. I know. Growing pain. I, I think you have to hold that on your sheet. Um, for forever. It's already it's already been changed, and I got my and I got one gold back because it was one it was literally one gold cheaper to have the elixir of life. But I purposefully spent more because I thought I had to. Yeah, it, <laughs> it deals one damage dice less of healing. But hell yeah, you got some gambling money. Yeah, I think everybody does with ten gold pieces. Yeah. You uh, well, so it looks like somebody already took some. Uh, so I'm not going to distribute coins, just each take okay. two. Sure thing. And then you guys go ahead and split those three elixirs of life however you want. It sounds like Calypso took one. Yeah, I did. I did take one because I, I uh, heal bad. I actually have a couple already from character creation because I didn't have anything to buy as a caster at level one. So I bought a couple and I haven't used them yet. So you all take these. All right. We'll take one. Our two frontliners each take one. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Great. Well, this is kind of counted as your daytime 
activity except for Wit, who I need to I need Brooks to roll me a D percentile. Sixty-one. Sixty-one. When you head down to the galley with your buckets of fresh caught seafood, you find Ambrose still a bit limpy and battered from yesterday, but not drunk. That's good. Or not so drunk that (laughs) he cannot help you. Oh my, my friend, I am so happy that you are on your two webbed feet again. You were in not such a good state last night. I tried to patch you up as best as I could. And I must say, I did pretty good. I, any, any damage you see my, right now is from the reef claws. You were able to to do some pretty good stitching stitching me up or whatever it was. I, I, I must thank you again for for pulling me out of there. Not a place that I want to be again. I would that I could have. I would have pulled you out earlier, but you had to serve the sentence you had dealt. So I pulled you out at the quickest moment and brought you to your bed. But I've dealt with heat stroke uh, once or twice. It gets hot out down here in the shackles, so it was not too hard to cool you down and make sure you were going to make it through the night. Uh, it seems you've brought uh, plenty of meat for us to cook. Uh, and as a uh, apology from me to you for putting you on the spot yesterday, I, I can handle this. Uh, no problem. If you'd like to stick around, you're more than welcome. Or you can be off with your friends? I would uh, like to take a trip to uh, Stitches, actually. Uh, his reef claws got got something nasty in me to where, where that, that po- poison toxin or whatever it is, I think it's still lingering a little bit. Ah, uh, yes, uh... Abley should have uh, antitoxins for such an affliction if you uh, go speak to him. Much obliged. But I do want to ask every once in a while, er, have you seen the the, uh, sweat box used ever before? Uh, Is this one of Harrigan's kind of normal punishments. Well, Erigan doesn't usually dole out the punishments unless you're going to be swinging from a cage on the foremast. But I have seen Scourge and Plug use the sweat box on several occasions. Okay. Nah. You actually got the lightest sentence, believe it or not. Many are in there for up to a day. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have uh, lasted very long there. But you say uh, Harrigan has his cage 
or at least keeps his his punishes to to that cage up up there on the, on the stern. When was the the last time that got used? Uh, you've likely seen the body up in the cage, uh, gambling. Well, disagreement between Aragon and one of the crew. Uh, the man beat Aragon at gambling and was sent up there two weeks ago, perhaps. If Aragon is doling out the punishment, uh, you are dead. Ha. <laughs> ah, so stay on his good side. I, I will. <laughs> I wouldn't stay on any of his sides if I were you. I would stay out of his way. Ah, but but he does gamble. Uh, usually not with the crew, unless he is provoked. But uh, you can see that is a lose-lose. You either lose your money or your life. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we see him out very much. So, I, I mean, I'm just curious as to, to what else he comes out for. Sometimes to steer the ship, sometimes to uh, look out across the horizon. Mostly he is navigating from his quarters and doling out orders to the officers, but he doesn't like to associate with the riffraff of the lower crew members. Oh, yes, uh, understood. It would be just awful if a captain would, uh, you know, converse with their crew. I mean, seems seems like something that that could really cheer some things up around here. <laughs> I don't think the captain gives two shits about your or my morale. How? Oh, but a half ship. <laughs> is going to run a hell of a lot better than than one that's not. That would be ideal, but uh, I think uh, when punishment is on the line for not running, well, it runs about as fine as he needs it to. That is true. Uh, and you mentioned that the, the navigation equipment is up there as well. In his quarters, yes. I wouldn't go snooping around, my young frog. Everything in that captain's quarters is trapped or under lock and key. You will likely be in worse shape than you are out of the sweat box. I will will be be sure to, uh... Well, if I ever end up anywhere close to there, I'll, uh... I'll, uh, tiptoe these webbed feet lightly. <laughs> Hopefully you tiptoe those webbed feet away all right i, I i'm best off uh, getting over to Habley. sure if you head over to Habley, he would give you antitoxin uh if you pay for it okay i'm wondering if that's something that we might want just in our back pocket and you know what with this extra coin why not okay so a lesser antidote is three gold Ooh, that is, that is more than I thought. A little too rich for your blood? It is, I think. Yeah, they're great at high levels when you've got a lot of, you know, hundreds of gold mm-hmm. to spend. But 
low levels. They're very pricey. Yeah. Alright, well, that's too bad. But if Wit is there, might as well talk to talk to Habley. Yeah, Habley seems um, not so busy today, just given that the ship was anchored all mm-hmm. day. What seems to be your business, young frog? Well, I was uh, looking for some some antitoxin. The those reef claws gave us a little bit of trouble, and uh, well, I could be in better shape after fighting them off. He does a cursory exam on you. Well, you don't seem to be actively poisoned, so uh, nothing an antitoxin's gonna help you with. Ah, uh, alright. Right now. But if you want to pay for one, I'd sell you one for future use. <laughs> that it seems to be a little bit too uh, pricey for my... Uh, well, from my current situation, but I'll keep that in mind. Uh, and in terms of the healing, I've got got my own tools here. If you ever ever find yourself backed up here, feel free to call on call on me. Maybe medicine check. Oh, with twenty-two total. He looks you up and down. Looks at your healer's tools. Sure, you seem capable enough if we're in dire straits and you're not busy forgetting to make us dinner. I'll call on you. I mean, the more antitoxin, the more healing that I have, the more I can fight them off. So I would only be able to bring home more. Well, you must understand... You're asking to take for my supply for people that might actually be poisoned and need it. So, I need you to pay for it to take it from here so that I can replace it when we're in port. I do understand uh, and apologize for any sort of miscommunication here. I, w- I wasn't looking to to take anything of yours from, from inventory. However, I was saying if I ever need patching up we could I could try to bring you a little extra portion here and there I mean I just think think you have to have some sort of well some solid experience at least uh, working on the hair again I solid experience as a carpenter even more solid experience as a surgeon me as the GM I'm not really sure what you're aiming at are you trying to influence him? Because that was the medicine role. Alright, yeah. If that was it, if that was if that was all that I needed to do to influence him, bring him up another level, I guess it. You don't. Okay. But he does offer to call on you. Alright. He's a uh, officer. So uh, you think his will DC is probably that of a character, I don't know, four times your level, five times your level? Okay. Okay. Oh. Before, after the level up, after that's a big that difference. A big difference that we oh, have. Wow. <laughs> All right. So I guess with that, Quit would just try to exit gracefully and uh, let him be on his way. Sure. So the reef claw does get cooked, and you guys, um, you know, the bell 
rings for bloody hour, but Scourge kind of gleefully declares, Well, you lazy louts, no work was done today, but that means no one's getting punished. And dinner's available, courtesy of me sending some fine folks out to get your food. Would you look at that? Public enemy number one has managed to cook us a meal. Let's give him a round of applause for doing his job. <laughs> Damn. Papa Scourge providing for his family once yeah. again. Let him cook. <laughs> Let him cook. <laughs> and so you all had blow decks for your delicious feast of Reef Claw. You think the choicest bits of meat have probably been sent up to Harrigan and the officers, but the meal is delicious nonetheless. And I need you guys to make fortitude saves because you gotta drink your rum rations. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am still drained too. <laughs> and if this makes you fatigued, you're still fatigued for another day. Yeah. I really do not want oh, for fuck's to be sake. fatigued again. I got a 24. You're good. Oh, I rolled good with a 21. Oh, 21 here. I was fatigued already. I got a seven total. Yep, you are uh, double fatigued. Cool. So, yeah, night's rest will knock one off of that fatigue. Can't wait to do nothing tonight. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Now, you can do an action without risking fatigue. But don't I have to sleep to clean it all up? It doesn't like all clear up sleep. if you sleep. It would only it, clear more. So if you're double fatigued, here's the deal. If you're double fatigued, you don't benefit from a night's rest. Okay. Mm, so you don't get your spells back. You don't get your, uh, your like, hit points per night. Uh, but if you only used cantrips, that's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't clear the fatigue. Just sleeping knocks a level off of fatigue. So the, the point of the sleep action is if you're double fatigued, instead of not getting the benefits of a night's rest, you can. So you can uh, do your preparations and you can do all of that other that's stuff. Right. Okay. Well, Kaya's going to be in a similar boat because she was fatigued. And then I rolled a one for nine. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, you are double fatigued as well. I'm glad there's no crit failure. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a, if the effect keeps happening, worse things happen. It's not, you don't get drained for crit failing on the rum ration. <laughs> I'm not that cruel. The march to drain continues. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing with your nighttime activities? Well, for one, I'm going to perform. <laughs> okay. It's just too good not to have that constant plus one. Make me a performance check. Oof, only an 8 on the die for 17. Nope, you're good. DC 15. All right, so plus one still. Yes. Great. Are you fatigued? I am not. Would you like to take a second action? I was thinking about that. Um, I think... I'm, I want to be able to influence someone. Okay. Just trying to figure out who's the right person to influence. Are you looking out for people that are not your friends yet? Probably. 
I want to keep getting people on our side and stuff. It's just, I was going through the list of the, uh, like, captain, or the officers, and I gotta say, not good luck there, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, given Wit's prior interaction, you think you're gonna need a crit success to even, even move them at all. Right, um, but there are, like, a few riggers and swabs that we've talked to that were either on friendly or we're mostly on friendly. Um, so I was considering that. Uh, so I would like to talk to Narwhal <laughs> or Tam Tate. Tam Narwhal Tate. Okay. I don't know really what about, maybe I asked about the nickname. It's his nose. Do we, do we know about the nickname? <laughs> Guy does. So he's got yeah, like a, he's a dwarf. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, she call a lot of attention to that. <laughs> he seemed Maybe pretty I proud of it. That. So, uh, I don't know. Like, where is he sitting in this uh, in the hall while I play? Is he not? Or uh, is he, he arm he's wrestling? Sitting, he's sitting towards the group that is that sits around Scourge. <sighs> it's gonna be hard to pull him aside. I was, I was just going through a list. I don't. Yeah. So you've got Shavika and Mahim, the yep. two people that. Um, that Grady gambled with. You have Tam Narwhal Tate that Kaya gambled with. Arm wrestled, yeah. Or, yeah. Arm wrestled still, and hog log. I know, um, but I, I had the games down. <laughs> you have Barefoot Sam's Toppin, who was formerly indifferent and then went critically failed. Um, yeah. So she is unfriendly. You have Gifford Tibbs. A, uh, a gnome that I don't know that you've talked to, who is a swab. Uh, your friends with Jack Scrimshaw, Ratsberger, Tilly Brackett, Badger, um, Aretta, um, and then Phipps Chumlet and Jaundice Jape are two of the people that jumped you. The evil champion and the orc. And then you also have um, Slippery Sill, who is the uh, fourth person that jumped you guys, was the woman in the blue robes. Hmm. Which ones are on the edge of the the Scourge group? Seems Phipps and Jape are sitting like right next to Scourge. Probably Sam's is the furthest away from that group. All right, we're going for Barefoot Sam's. Okay. How do you approach? I think honestly, walk over and uh, I'll just sit down. Hmm. But gotta have a good opener. When you sit down, she eyes you and kind of under her breath whispers, I really don't want any trouble. I am not trying to have any trouble. That's not what I was thinking. Seems everyone that talks to you. Ends up in trouble. Not quite sure associating with you is a good idea. I can see how you think that, but I don't think it's my fault that we have such an evil dealing out our chores and punishment. She seems hesitant to continue the conversation with you now that you're outright calling the dude that doles out punishments evil. But I will let you 
attempt uh, to influence to, you know, try and bring her out of her shell. Okay, is that so diplomacy then? Yeah. It's a little hard when, like, I've, all my opportunities are, like, at this large area. 18. Uh, 18 is actually a success. So, oh, yeah. uh, I think you kind of convince her that uh, there are more people, like, with you than mm-hmm. not, and that it would be a good idea for her to, I don't know, if she wants to have any friends on the ship, she should probably associate with you. So she becomes indifferent. <laughs> Anyone else do nighttime activity? Kaya doesn't have a ton of time before she needs to go rest because she is quite tired, but she does want to talk to Owlbear before going to bed. Sure. Uh, you make your way over to Albert and you see that like he is like chained tighter to the mast than he was before and you see that like the work you had done to kind of make him more comfortable has been undone and when you approach you notice he, he like can't seem to look you in the eye hi Miss Kaya hi there and she she also tries to stand like a little bit off and you know not look like she's directly in conversation with him she's maybe just hanging around no no hard feelings about what happened before are you okay i i was trying to hold back but then i realized that we was going to do more damage to each other if we drew it out i, I didn't mean to knock you to the floor that hard, but it looked like you really got hurt. I'm doing much better now. To be honest, one of us had to hit the floor. So, might as well be me. You're a strong ally to have, and I'm glad I can call you my friend. You would still want to be friends with me after I knocked you on the ground like that. That wasn't your fault. We were forced to fight. That doesn't reflect on you. It reflects on those that have control. I, I think I... I think I rightly hate that Mr. Plug. I didn't mind it so much when he was just abusing me. Cause I didn't take it. I'm quite tough. And if it was good for a laugh and good for morale on the ship, then... That was okay, but now that he's hurting other people, I I, I said it on the ship and I'll say it again. It's not right what he's doing. It wasn't right when he was doing it to you, and it's not right when he does it to anyone else. He'll keep taking and pushing people until someone stops him. And she lowers her voice a little bit. We're not strong enough on our own, but together we can be strong allies, but we're going to need more friends in order to become even stronger as a crew. I know you see a lot on this ship and you know more than they give you credit for. 
I'm not great at talking to people, but I do have a bit of muscle. Not quite as much as yours, though. Is there anyone you think I could maybe get on our side if I show off a little bit of that strength or maybe play some games with them? Well, I think that Shavika, have you met her? She's very strong as well. Uh, we'll probably give you a run for your money, maybe, but uh, if you could impress her, I, well, I think you two might be fast friends. She, um, I've seen her fight before. She fights kind of similar to you, but maybe not the same. Oh, I'll have to seek her out then. Thank you. She doesn't seem mean like that group that follows Scourge around. Mm. It worries me. They seem to have a decent-sized group. It's interesting because they think I'm a dummy, but um, that yellowy half-orc, he can't even talk. I never heard a peep out of him. Can he talk? Or does he just not talk? Or does he have a talk? Has Kaya heard him talk? Oh. Oh. Who's the yellowy half orc? Uh, Jaundice Jape. Jaundice Jape. Oh. I don't know if he's going along with Scourge because he's mean like Scourge. Well, he never said a word. Maybe he's just going with him because. They understand him better. Hmm. Maybe no one's given him the chance to properly communicate. We don't want someone to get pushed to the fringes just because... Just because we need to be a bit more accommodating. Well, if anyone can do it, I suppose it's you, Miss Kaya. I mean, you've been very accommodating to me so far. I'm not the best at talking, but I can listen. And maybe I just need to listen in a different way. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. I don't know how you go about it, but... Interesting nonetheless. Oh, you gotta pick up some ASL. Yeah, I did not add that to my list of languages, but I'm sure we could find some paper around and we could use written communication. It's actually ATL. It's it's Andorin Talon language. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was an airport. A Galarian airport, you say? (laughs) I I was going to say Scrimshaw language, but... That would take a The language of bones. You got someone fluent in that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, you got a little bit of information out of him, even if you're not able to perform a full night activity. Yeah, Akai will share that with the group, but she's definitely keeping that in mind. She's gonna think of some ways to make a few new friends. Anyone else? Well, I I think I'd like to talk to somebody. I think maybe after dinner, after bloody hour, Atlas is probably back at it again with his buddy Cogsworth showing him the tricks of the trade, trying to elicit some some spell casting out of the the guy. Um, 
And once again, as the two of them are working together, maybe he motions to Aretta one last time because she's on the verge of helpful. Aretta, it would not take too much of your time. I'd like to uh, pick your brain about something for a second. Sure. What is it, Atlas? I've been thinking quite a bit. So, quite some weather that we had last night. Yes. Now, I'm sure this um, this ship has seen quite the opposite of that, correct? Doldrums? Uh, not since I've been aboard, actually. Strangely enough. Interesting. Do you think that has anything to do with your command of the wind? Or incidental? I haven't been asked to help, so it's not coming from me. Now, see, that is interesting to me. I was under the impression that you were underutilized. And perhaps with a little... Hmm, how do I put this? Maybe. Consider Mr. Cogsworth here. A few days ago, showed no magical aptitude. But now is able to conjure some sparks. It is not much progress, but it only has been a few days. So in the grand scheme of things, good progress. Perhaps with someone who is a little developed like yourself, maybe we could harness that uh, magical potential and harness it in such a way that you could be a driving force on this vessel. And I don't think that um, current management is probably open to the idea. <laughs> it almost sounds like you're... Forming a magic club, Atlas. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Ah, so that's how it appears. <laughs> I thought it would just be interesting to bring a few like-minded individuals together, maybe share some secrets of the trade, and if you want to call it the club, maybe we call it the club, I don't know. If that's what you're interested in, maybe you and I can go talk to Syl. Ah. She's fairly well-versed in primal magic herself. Uh, but you took her gear. Your friend didn't cook us dinner last night. Well, so she might be a little sour if I don't introduce you. Well, I think I would appreciate that quite a bit. I've had my eye on Syl as well. She showed some magical aptitude, and I think we could trade notes, as they say. Look at how far we've come already. Myself, you, and Cogsworth. Adding one more to our ranks, I think uh, we'd benefit greatly. Does she elicit magic from inherent blood powers like yourself, or is her connection with nature something a little bit more deliberate? Oh, very deliberate. She was something of an environmentalist at one point. Ah. Uh, I think piracy is the only profession that would have her after... Some of the things she's done. Ah, an eco-terrorist. <laughs> like a Seagal movie or something. A Seagal movie? Correct. What's a movie? Uh, if you stare into a, uh, a conjuring portal, you can see things that are beyond this realm, maybe taking place elsewhere. You watch um, seagulls, of all things? Uh, let me tell you about a flick that I saw, <laughs> Jonathan Livingston Seagull. <laughs> Steven Siegel is a very popular actor on the, in the yeah. portals. Mm -hmm. Well, how about I call her over 
and we'll see if we all can get along for a minute. And so she goes over to the group of the kind of group that, you know, now like Scourge has left and stuff, but that group is still kind of like sitting and talking with each other. And she taps the woman in the flowing blue robes on the shoulder and motions her to come along with her. And she kind of, as she brings her over to you, uh, turns to Syl. Now, I know we didn't all get off on the right foot, but Atlas is something of a, a magical connoisseur and is gathering people on the ship that um, have abilities like you and me in order to help each other become a bit more than we currently are. Consider as well, it is difficult to get off on the right foot when you have none to speak of. Zil... Tell from the waist now. Zil kind of giggles at that. Your name is Atlas. Ah. That is correct. you... I noticed you are sacred Nagaji. That is correct as well. We cannot control who we are. Oh, no. I don't say that in... In a bad way. The good Nagaji people and I get along quite well. Oh. See, this interests me. We are just at Port Peril, and that is not the experience that I had on the mainland. Many people see folks like myself, even though our name is sacred, as they say, and uh, consider us as uh, different, scary, unknown so it is uh, difficult for me to connect with others. Mm. No, no. That's not a part of my belief system. Well, it seems like a belief system I would like to know more about, if it is not initially hostile. Mm. Well... Uh, to one like myself. No, no, of course not. Uh, you see, Sarpinsar beautiful creatures. It was actually a shame that we had to um, enter into combat. Uh, serpents were my uh, I guess you could say modus operandi of uh, well extricating people from natural areas they shouldn't be in. Sills, this is fascinating. I must learn more. <laughs> well, the... Hmm, I hesitate to bring you in too much, but have you heard of the god Yig? I don't know if I had. Can I roll a religion check? You can. That's a, a god thing. Um, mm -hmm. I also have a whole bunch of lores. I don't know if like Golgon lore, Sailing <laughs> Lawsher, Shackles lore. Danger, might danger. Be, um, <laughs> might be a, a good one, but here is a a pretty decent religion score at an 18 total. Um, I'm going to say as a sacred Nagaji, you maybe have heard of Yig in passing. Yig is a great old one. Oh. Um, but specifically, what you know about Yig is uh, Yig is the god of serpents. Oh, boy. Ah. 
I confess I don't know much about this one. I believe the right term is great old one, and one that is obsessed... That's that's the wrong... I didn't want to use that word. One that is um, centered around serpents, but beyond that, my knowledge, I confess, is quite limited. I won't bore you with the details, but... I grew up in a very small rural community uh, that had a certain proclivity for the god. And when I connected my powers to nature, I felt it only right to deepen my connection to Yig. Yig has much love for the serpents, although... Many of the Nagaji I have met do not worship them. I'm not an outwardly religious man myself. In fact, I don't uh, harness myself to one particular belief over the other, but uh, an academic mind like myself understands that the divine do definitively exist and exert power over this world. Ignoring their power is foolish. We must understand it even if we do not venerate it. Make me a perception check. Sure thing. Uh, I got bad perception. That's an 11 total. You notice something on, like, under her bangs. Uh, It looks like the bottom of some strange birthmark, but you can't really make make it out. She's a goddamn cultist. I'm not sure if I want to ask her about the birthmark on her forehead. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's rude. Yeah, if if I if I <laughs> yeah, it's a, don't, I think it might be a Grok situation, right? If I don't immediately make a connection to Yig or anything that she's saying, like if it's in the shape of a snake or a holy symbol, it's, it's I literally. Would, but if it's, it's just it's like almost, a birthmark, it's then, almost ninety percent covered by her bangs, so you can't even see what shape it's in. Okay, so yeah, definitely not going. But to, I like it comes down like through her eyebrow. Yeah, I'll stare at it. The girl who lived. <laughs> to die. Well, if you are gathering a group of talented magic users, um, show me what you can do. All right. How do I do that? Uh, I'll let you roll a magical tradition check. Uh, probably in your case, occultism, because mm-hmm. um, you're gonna show her something that you you know you flavor that however you want. But the occultism is going to be to to influence her. Sure. So I think the way that he is going to do this is he is going to. Do his like just like a, a telekinetic projectile, like sling it at the at the side of the ship, or maybe a, a big mast or something. But in the way that I do that, I flavor that as like breaking off pieces of reality that look kind of like glass. And when he does, he like he shatters this one big long sliver, flat kind of plane that holds up next to his face, and it kind of reflects his face towards her, but it looks different in that it doesn't look like a one-to-one reflection and in fact it looks like um you know when you look into a mirror your reflection is reflected back at you inversed 
it's not inversed. If that makes any sense. <laughs> okay. So there's definitely something magic going on there, and he just slings that. Um, let's see here. That's a 22. Okay, a 22 is a success. Sweet. Nice. So she is... I'm going to say she's indifferent because you also brought in Aretta, who is friendly to her. Nice. So I'm going to say she Aretta made her not hostile, mm-hmm. and you made her from unfriendly to indifferent. And maybe as the, the night's winding down, this is probably like the end of the conversation here. He'll just mention, I don't know when we'll be able to get back together again, but I am planning on uh, maintaining these... Uh, Sessions, you you call them magical club. I don't know, um, with Cogsworth and Aretta, and perhaps if it's tomorrow night or the night after, whenever we get back together next, you join us. I think you have a lot to bring to the table, and I would love to learn more about Yig. <laughs> then it will be so. Anyone else? Nighttime activities, nighttime shit. Yeah, Got some stuff I want to do. Well. I definitely want to gamble, but I'm wondering if I can also have a non-influence conversation with a crew member uh, sure. in the same kind of... Okay. Because I promised a couple of the, the gambling folks that I would come back and arm wrestle. So I definitely oh, want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Grady will saunter over to the area where the gambling goes down and call out... Anyone fancy an arm wrestle with an old man? I gotta warn ya. I took down two of those reef claws myself. All by me lonesome out there on the sea. Me bare arms. Strangled them to death I did. <laughs> uh, you see Shavika laugh at this. Uh, she She's just finished up a game of hog lob. Well, I did promise you that I do better arm wrestling than hog lobbing. I You're do. on, old man. What should we wager? I've just come into a bit of coin. I could go as high as two gold. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with one. Ah, I understand money's tight these days. Not a lot of prizes <laughs> earned on the ship yet. Not a lot of plunder to be gained. All right, this one's, uh, you, you two head to a... a barrel and Tam is there has been arm wrestling and he looks at the two of you and goes <laughs> all right let's make this interesting and he takes his uh his glass that he was drinking the rum ration from and smashes it on the barrel and scatters the glass to both sides oh you won't want to be losing this one it's gonna hurt quite a bit Okay, Grady's been hitting the chalice since the fight, so he's at full health. I want to make that <laughs> known. <hitting> the chalice, <laughs> sure. Uh, Shavika uh, grins and looks at you. You sure you don't want to back out now, old man? I've been through a lot worse with much more shadier people. I'm sure I can make it out of this one alive. <laughs> I'll try not to get too many shards in your hand. Don't hold back. I don't want to take gold from you for free. All right. Uh, so this is opposed strength checks. Flat strength? Flat strength. Uh-oh. I, I, I'm rolling here at a plus one. 
Midland roll. I've got a 12 total. Grady, Grady is straining his arm against hers. <laughs> oh, she gets a seven on the die for a 10. Ah, and Grady is thinking back to the the uh, the scary strength that the reef claws had and is trying to channel some of that and just manages to drive her. I don't know what this does, but drive her arm down to the mm-hmm. the barrel. Yeah, I think you know you guys are pretty close, so uh, you know she does get like a couple nicks on the back of her hand, but it's nowhere near the like slamming of a decisive win. Sure, um, and she just sighs, kind of exasperated. <laughs> You are too good at games for your own good. Having beaten her twice, I'm going to let you um, try to influence her. Oh, okay. Because I think now she's like she's kind of like incredulous at you. Okay. Uh, diplomacy check is fine. Diplomacy is yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, like, I hope this is another Ratsburger situation. <laughs> I've been around the seas a bunch, and I know a thing or two about a thing or two. I know how to do a thing or two in a time or two. And he's going to uh, try to charm her a little bit. Oh, with a uh, uh, a 10 total. Okay. Two on the die. 10 total is not a crit fail. Okay. But um, she just kind of laughs. I guess I need to learn a thing or two about a thing or two <laughs> in order to beat you next time. Well, you can win it all back if you want. You just got to up the wager a bit. Unless it's uh, too rich for your blood now. Mm, A bit too rich. Harrigan hasn't been handing handouts to all of us. Aye. No, he hasn't. I recognize it's not quite the the fairest distribution of the lot, but you did eat good tonight, and you got us to thank for that. I'll do you one better, old man. I've noticed quite a bit of tension on this ship that I haven't been a part of. It seems that people are taking sides. I can see you and your friends getting punished more than is fair. But Scourge and Plug are the ones in power after all. If you can beat me at another game, you have my word that you'll have my support should anything untoward happen between you and management. Well, now, that is a wager worth more than all the gold I have on me person. I was wrong about this game being too rich for your blood. Seems like you got a lot of blood to give. Mm. But what's it worth to you to gamble? I'll wager you three gold in return. Mm. Three gold and a favor. (laughs) Aye, three gold and a favor. Deal. Okay. Careful, Chris. You might get your hog lobbed. (laughs) (laughs) You'll lob your hog right off. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. Back onto the barrel. Arm to arm. Another 12. Oh, oh my Six God. on a die for a nine. Wow. Bam. Back to the barrel, a light touch, not a slam. Okay. Well then, 
consider me on your side. Wow. <laughs> Who else is around here? Uh, Tam definitely is. How is he reacting to this? Tam's just, what he's like looking for you guys to draw blood. <laughs> he's like, uh, when he keeps seeing you in, he's like, oh, I want to turn. I want to turn. Somebody wrestle me. So he's not, I, I was worried that. If oh, he, no, she's being, she's being fairly hush hush okay. with you uh, for this, for okay. this secondary gamble. Grady will reply, reply back. You're being very bold sharing all this with me. Trust that I'll take it into confidence. I trust that you will. It wouldn't be good for either of us if this information were shared. You are, despite the winning streaks in our game, I can tell that you are a formidable fighter and of great value to both us and the crew. I'm glad to have you. Maybe I'll have to ask you to teach me a thing or two at some point. You seem to be a man wise beyond even his formidable years. I've been sailing for many years, and I'm always happy to share what I learned. Things of vague and esoteric nature that I've gleaned. Mm. But another time, Lass. Indeed. And he'll walk away swigging out of his chalice. Alright. Anyone else? All right. Wit is the only one that hasn't, but... They are fatigued too. You gonna sleep it off? I think I think so. I, I've had enough uh, close <laughs> close calls. So everyone's heading to bed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you know, Wit being the most tired and impacted, and just having. Eight hours in the sweat box the day prior, probably heads to bed first. But I think they stop above deck briefly to just kind of stare out at the ocean. And wit as you look upon the dark water you notice a shape swimming along the ship and in the glint of the lantern light from above deck you can make out iridescent scales on the surface of the water And I think you immediately realize that the water wraith has come back for you. It's only briefly before the creature submerges back beneath the waves. But you go to bed with the feeling that it's watching over you, ready in the water and following along. As you lay in bed, You reflect on your journey so far and realize that you need to be more capable in the water. In order to keep up with this new group of friends, you kind of flex your webbed feet and your webbed hands and 
think on how you can best help your allies. And I think it comes to you as you drift off to sleep, both how you can be reunited with the Water Wraith again, and how you can take on the water the next time that you're faced with an aquatic situation. The secrets of this environment are revealing themselves to you as you spend days on this ship. And as you drift off to sleep, the waves are more of a comfort than anything. Feels like home. As Atlas and Cog are kind of books scattered over the table, uh, finishing up Cog's training for the evening, Cog kind of turns to Atlas. I've been meaning to ask you, Atlas. I noticed in, in kind of your pile of notes, there's this journal, but everything in it, it's all backwards. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even know how someone would be able to write that. I assume this is yours. It's in, it's in this pile, but where'd you come across something like this? Ah, Mr. Cogsworth, that particular book is one that I wrote a long time ago, and one that I will likely explain to you one day, but my journeys have not just led me into the Mwangi in the back, I have experiences. Experiences beyond the realm that you are familiar with here on Galarian, Mr. Cogsworth experiences between things, between reality. And this book is a little bit of a byproduct of that. I see. Well, maybe one day when you're feeling like telling a story, let me know. I'd be interested in hearing it. And Atlas Pockets the journal he's had on him since he's been on the material plane. The journal he's been adding more books to on his own adventures. The last journal of the cold-blooded Corsair. And when he reaches bed, he puts the journal on a small barrel beside him and with a candle in hand leaves through it a bit and the writing begins to swirl and change and the pages begin to move and shift and fold and the journal no longer resembles a journal at all. 
as a small, almost origami dragon sits on the barrel beside him. Text from this backwards journal written all over the creature. It purrs softly, not unlike a cat, and crawls up Atlas's arm. Now, I don't remember making you. Where are you from? He's like kind of amused with it, but also like a little, uh, what's going on here? You get this sense of familiarity from the creature. As if it's formed some sort of empathetic link with you, but also recognizes you. I'll keep you around for now. Grady heads to bed. Sack full of coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grinning ear to ear and swaying slightly as a uh, inebriated old salt is wont to do. And he thinks of all the other ways that he can trick and talk his way through the rest of the crew that has not yet joined their side. He thinks back on many of the encounters of his long life and how many times he's watched as other people, sometimes friends, sometimes foes, have met their demise at the end of a blade. How many times he's been whipped and gone to bed sore. And he fiddles with the healer's tools that he's taken. The gift from Harrigan, fully stocked, and realizes that he's going to do something about that. That he's finally found a place where he's comfortable, no longer landlocked, out at sea, a place with people that he's learning to trust, and he doesn't want to feel the sting of the lash again, at least not for longer than he has to. And he goes to sleep, reminiscing, and cradling those gold coins. When Kaya reaches the below decks. Pluck is eager to see her and flutters up onto her shoulder. And she finds something odd on her hammock. It appears to be a tricorn hat with a feathered plume that matches her red scarf exactly with the holy symbol of Besmara on the front, the skull and crossbones. And as she dons the hat with pluck on her shoulder and turns, she sees Sandy kind of looking at her with a bit of 
admiration. Well now, Kaya, don't you look the part of a pirate? Kaya does a twirl to give a 360 view of this new hat. I feel like one as well. And she smiles wide. Well, I don't know who's at liberty to be given out gifts on a ship like this. When I came down, that hat was on your bunk. Hmm. Maybe a gift from the Pirate Queen herself. Who knows? Curious. I will have to... I'll have to see if I can figure that one out. But for the time being, I will cherish it. For the first time, Pluck squawks out, Kaya! Kaya looks over to him. We're gonna make quite the team. And she drifts off, dreams of piracy, maybe in her mind. Plunder and freedom, most of all. Calypso is last to go to sleep. Her undead anatomy not really requiring sleep, but rather meditation. But nonetheless, as she lays down to rest her bones, as it were, a thought forms, maybe a memory, maybe a dream. Do skeletons dream? I don't know. She sees an island with a great volcano in the center, choking sulfuric gas enters her nostrils as if she were fully formed. She finds herself on a beach. Beyond the beach, a forest of dead trees. She sees an old woman hobble her way to the shore of this crescent moon island. Oh dear, a fresh one. Oh, my child, what a shame you have died. Let me get a look at you. Come, come. Oh, you have the trappings of a captain. <laughs> I wonder if you were a captain once. Poor dear. Maybe a free captain. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be grand? What do you say, you young thing? Would you follow me? Would you learn the secrets of undeath? Mold them to get your revenge. Surely, as a captain, you want your ship back, don't you? <laughs> I can tell. Oh, it'll be a while before you get your tongue back. <laughs> 
But I assume if you're going to follow me, then you agree. Welcome to my island. This is Ragsmauda's Reach. The first step on your journey. Oh, what a great captain you can still be. If your force of will was strong enough to bring you back. <laughs> dear. You must really want that ship back, I'm sure. Mm. But it won't do to send you out in the state that you're in. No, no. Your revenge has greater designs than that. <laughs> and I will give you the tools to take back what is yours. Give me time, dear. Give me time. And then I'll send you back out to sea, good as new. Well, better than you were before. And then your dream kind of fades out. In that old woman's name, Queen Iliosa. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's talk a little bit about level up, shall we? Yeah. Who wants to go first? I want to know the deets. I want to know about, um, since we're playing free archetype, what free archetype you took, if you're willing to share, um, and what that gives you uh, as, as you took the dedication, um, and if there's anything interesting about your level up for your class. Let's share that as well. I mean, I was the last one to go, but I'll start this off. Do it. Um, class feats was relatively easy. I, I went for the full um, maestro side, so I, I took Inspire Competence uh, cantrip. So we'll be helping out some skills there. And then on skill feats, I did take uh, the Bonmo... Um, skill feet. Bon Mo's gonna be good. Yeah. And then the big one is my archetype feet. I have the Liberated Phantom Dedication. Um, so this is from Firebrands Plus. And it is the... I would like this this sentence, and I, I know I've, you guys have heard it, but... Or at least this everyone at the table's heard it, but for everyone else, the very first sentence of this is... You were changed by your death, but your devotion to duty remained. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of out of character. <laughs> kind of out of character, very out of character. Uh, so first and foremost, I'll become trained in a lore associated with the settlement I died in, or sailing lore if I died at ship or sea. If Since I'm already trained in sailing lore, I now become an expert. Mm. And then on top of that, I have a swim speed, and then there's a lot of other things that go into this archetype that come up later. But this continues on with the Calypso is got a mission, and she's very much changed by her death, and she has a mission. And that was also a very great scene, Griffin. Thank you. Yep, no problem. <laughs> Well, if we want to do both casters up top just to knock them both out, I can talk briefly about 
Atlas, as far as level two for Psychic specifically, there wasn't a whole lot that got me excited. I, I, I don't feel particularly strongly about any of the level one or level two class feats. I ended up taking Cantrip Expansion and again, didn't take anything too exciting. I got prestidigitation and message, just some basics that I know we don't have in this party. Um, especially message might be helpful in the early stages of this campaign, um, communicating with folks as we're potentially doing a mutiny. I don't know. Um, but besides that, uh, what Griffin was kind of alluding to in that little aside for Atlas was my free archetype, which I took a witch dedication. Um, what this does immediately is this opens up arcane casting to um, to Atlas, so I'm going to be investing quite a bit in that as I go forward. You get a patron when you take the witch dedication. Basically, there's somebody out there who's super powerful that is helping you cast spells or be magical and you don't necessarily know who that person is. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know who that is, actually, and the little aside that we had didn't uh, explicitly say, so I guess the listeners and myself are equally in the dark here. However, um, the post-remaster version of a patron that I took is called the Inscribed One, so it's some sort of tie-in um, with arcane casting and, and knowledge and all of that, which I do think is thematic for the character. Um you do get a familiar, which I picked the calligraphy worm, which is exactly how Griffin described him. Uh, a little uh, little dragon guy that's kind of made of parchment or looks like he's made of parchment um, and uh, is just kind of like a, a little scamp. Now, that is an advanced familiar that you're not supposed to be able to get at second level. What we're doing is chopping off a bunch of the abilities to bring them down to the power level of a regular familiar you would get at this level. So it, it is balanced. Picked up additional lore to get sailing lore so I can actually succeed at some uh, ship-based tasks at this level. And that's pretty much it, folks. So I'm very excited to learn this mystery about who is lending their power to Atlas. And I want to play with my little cute calligraphy <laughs> dragon more. Well, uh, speaking of familiars, while it might might seem that uh, I, I took a dedication to to get an animal familiar at this level, I did not. I took the, or I guess I, I already had one, but they were merely. Yes, I've been, I've been withholding, <laughs> withholding yes. your animal companion. At a close distance that we couldn't see is all. Uh, yeah, full faith, full faith in you. You would have had to <laughs> 5-4 reef claws. <laughs> but uh, I ended up taking Horizon Walker Dedication, and I thought that that was also pretty thematically appropriate for wit. Um, you've mastered travel within specific type of terrain. You gain the favored terrain feat. I chose aquatic so that I could gain a swim speed. It seems pretty handy, but also when you use the follow the expert, the rest of your party gains a travel speed and that is I think going to come in pretty handy for when we uh, when we do need to travel over long distances 
And for a class feat, I chose gravity weapon. I think that's what it is now. Yeah. Um, yep. A little bit more damage output. Nothing wrong with that. It might be a little vanilla right now, but uh, I, I think Steve mentioned it earlier. We're, we're all offense, baby. <laughs> all gas, no brakes. Let's go. One other thing. Oh, uh, as a skill feat, I picked up Celestial Navigation. I really, really liked that one from a flavor standpoint. I, I like to think that that wit, while they were growing up, could only see a fraction of the stars and learn the the tides and flows of smaller rivers. And uh, now out at open sea, they can see all of the stars, use all of the senses for for navigation and can see can feel those underwater currents and wind channels to hopefully better be able to uh you know get get a sense of direction and know which way to go yeah and that one is from salt and sails another uh third party supplement i'm allowing in this campaign for our naval combat Mm -hmm. mechanic stuff I'm pretty excited about Kaya's level up, mostly from a thematic standpoint. She's not on this ship by her own free will, but it is giving her the chance to learn (laughs) what it means to be a pirate to her and how that is different from other pirates out there and she gains the pirate dedication. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Someone had this to This is it. a pretty situational <laughs> dedication, I would say. I don't think this would work well in a lot of other adventures, but for this one, it gives you some fun mechanical abilities. Uh, like now, she is an expert in sailing lore, She can ignore the effects of difficult terrain or uneven ground caused by a ship's movement. And she gains boarding assault, which is just really fun because she's already swinging off ships to save people. And now she can swing off a ship onto another one and attack. So I'm really looking forward to being able to use that ability. Then for a class feat, I took divine grace and for anyone that knows my weaknesses I tend to have some trouble on saves and so to counteract that Kaya does have divine help from Besmara so she this allows her as a reaction to gain a plus two circumstance bonus to a save against a spell I think that will come in handy Okay. Well, my level two is very calculated. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. So, all about automatic healing for Grady, basically. We get get a uh, class feat and archetype feat. And at this table, you can take archetype feats with your archetype, with your free archetype feats. You know, that's a given. 
we're also allowed to independently pursue archetypes with our class feats if we if we so wish. So I've double dipped basically at level two. For my archetype feat, I took the rogue dedication. So I become trained in stealth and deception. I get the surprise attack class feature. So if I roll deception or stealth for initiative, uh, creatures that haven't acted yet are off guard to me. And I also get a skill feat. I took continual recovery because for my class feat, I'm taking the medic dedication, which makes me expert in medicine. And my skill feat is assurance medicine. So essentially assurance medicine lets you add your your level and your proficiency modifier to, uh, to just a flat 10 and not have to roll for checks. So I can hit the DC 15 for medicine automatically without any issue and just uh, battle medicine, which I've had that feat since level one, just been sitting on it uh, for free, basically. And in addition, I can battle medicine someone once per day who's temporarily immune. So a whole bunch of automatic healing from Grady. And that's, that's the thrust of my level two. Nice. Well, I think with that, let's uh, finish our level ups and... Oh, hell yeah. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. Skull and Shackles and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.